Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Mem Dalad. I'm going to go from the fifth last line of Mem Gimel Amud Beis, 43b. And today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas Ben Sion Ben Ze'ev Avram Alevi. May his memory be a blessing. Now, yesterday we mentioned that a Taroives Chometz is um, also forbidden. Again, not, it's not, for, same, not to the same degree as regular Chometz. It's only a love, a negative commandment, as opposed to an Isukares. And we also learned that a Mincha offering also can't have Chometz in it. It seems because of those two points, we're now going to trigger a long discussion regarding forbidden mixtures in general. So the first concept we discuss is what's called Heter Mitztarev Le'isur. We're going to mention a few concepts, we're going to discuss a few concepts, but the first one we discuss is Heter Mitztarev Le'isur. Does the Heter joined together with the Isur. I, we know that obviously if you eat a kazayas of something forbidden, then you're liable. So for example, if a nozer eats a kazayas of grapes, or drinks, it seems a kazayas, so often with drinks it's revised, but drinks a kazayas of wine or grape juice, he's chayev because a nozer is not allowed to have grape products. Um, what happens if it's half a kazais of grapes and half a kazais of other food. So in essence, he is eating something. If he eats less than a kazais, we'll take at the moment to mean he hasn't really done anything because that's not considered an achila. What has he done if it's less than a kazais? But what happens if he's actually having a kazais? Half heter and half isu joined together. You have half, another example would be you have half chaylev or half non-kosher meat, half a kazais of non-kosher meat, joined together with half a kazais of kosher meat, and you eat it. You have done an eating, but you didn't eat a full kazais of isur. So do we say, that the heter joins to the isur, and it's as if you transgress eating a kazais of that forbidden item, and the person who did that would get malchus. So, Amar Rebiyavu, Amar Rebiyavu, Amar Rebiyavu, Amar Rebiyavu says in the name of Rebiyavu, With all the surim in the Torah, we do not say even if you have, So, if you have this case of half a kazais of chaylev and half a kazais of bosor, and you eat them together, you would not be liable to malchus, again, until you eat an actual kazais of chaylev or non-kajmit. Except chutz, there's an exception. Except for isurim of a nozir, because the Torah says mishrash, soaked or infused. I, when discussing what a nozir is not allowed to do, he discusses this with the, using this word mishrash, which implies soaked. We'll come more and discuss that in greater detail. But because of that word, Rabbi Yochanan says, therefore the isur, the grape, would join with the bread that is soaked in it. And even if you have only a small amount or, or a bit of grape juice in this piece of bread, but together it equals a kazais, you, a nozir would be liable for having grape product. But we wouldn't say that by the isurim in the Torah. V'ze'iri omar af so'or baltaktiru. Se'iri extends it to the posuk of to mincha offerings. So'or baltaktiru, you're not allowed to have chometz on the, you're not allowed to burn chometz on the mizbeach. So if you would take a mincha offering that was partially chometz, a kazayas that was part chometz, part matzah, Ziri says we extend it to there as well. And you would be liable for burning a full kazayas on the mizbeach. 
command who's this in accordance with? Like Rabbi Eliezer who expounds the word call. That's what we learned yesterday. This postdoc says call comes to include even a mixture. So oh, but by comments we learned that call also equals a, mix, a mixture. So he says, Well then on Chomets Pesach, where we also learned according to Rabbi Eliezer that a mixture is Osur. That was yesterday's daf. We learned that a mixture of Chomets is Osur from the word Kol. We should also say that Hetabit is wanted. According to Zairi, it sounds like it's just by Nazir and just by Mincha offerings. Why not about Pesach? Also about Chomets and Pesach should be the same thing. We should say Hetabit Starif Lisur. So the Quran says, Einachi Nami. You're right. It should also apply by Pesach. We'll have Fukemi de Abaye. And he's actually coming to exclude. Why he mentions specifically a mincha offering is because he wants to exclude from the way a buyer learns. Um, I'll say it outside before we do it inside, but there's actually two ways to learn this call by chomets, by burning chomets on the Mizbech. We know that what it's telling us is you would have thought that you're only liable for burning chomets on the Mizbech if you burn a full kazayas. If you burn less than a kazayas of chomets, you wouldn't. You should not be liable. But the Torah comes along and says, "Call that you're even liable for burning less than a kazayas of chometz." Now there are two ways of looking at that. But does that mean if you burn even a tiny bit of chometz on the mizbech, you're liable? Or does it mean if you have if you're burning a kazayas, but only part of that kazayas is chometz, you're liable? Right? You still have to burn a full kazayas, just some of it. To be liable, you have to burn a full kazayas, just some of it's actually matzah and some of it's chomets, and you're still liable. Or is it less than that? So that's what he says. A buyer says that it is considered burning on the Mizbech, even if it's less than a kazayas. Ze'iri comes to teach us, it does not count as burning it on the Mizbech if it's less than a kazayas. It's only if it's hetemitz You are build, burning a kazayas, just made up partially of leavened and partially of matzah. Okay, so that's the first point. Now we go back to Rabbi Yosef. Yosef, Rabbi Dimi, we call him was giving over the teaching of Rabbi Yochanan. I, that the only time in the Torah that you're liable for heter mitzdarif isur, if you have a kazais made up of heter and isur, um, is by a nozer. I should mention there's an interesting machlokes rishonim. When we say ketem is tarif isur, does it mean you're eating? So let's say you have, you pick up a piece of meat that's kosher and then you eat it and then you pick up a piece of meat that's not kosher and you eat it. Do we say that's considered ketem is tarif isur or do they have to be like joined together? So that's a machlokes rishonim. Um, um, more uh, deeper discussion to go into but important to keep in mind. Yosef Ravdimi the Ka'amar la Rav Dimi was giving over this teaching. Rav Dimi You telling me by all other isurim in the Torah except for grapes by nazir, we say heter does not combine with the isur. Says What about the following Mishnah? It says hamikveh shel truma. If you have a thick dish or a thick porridge of truma. So let's just, for example, use jungle oats. You've got a thick jungle oats. And mixed in the flavoring of those jungle oats is garlic and oil, which is chulin, not truma. 
And a tful yom touches some of it. Posal es kulan, he invalidates the whole dish, the whole porridge. What's a tful yom? Remember that someone who went to mikveh that day, he's only properly tahor that night. If he touches regular food, he doesn't do anything to it. If he touches truma, he makes it a shlishi, he makes it possible, he invalidates it. So you had this porridge of truma, it was truma jungle oats, and the spices and stuff that you added, the honey, etc., I'm just assuming date honey and olive oil um, were all truma, were chulin. And you touch some of the porridge. The whole porridge is also because the ikar is the porridge, the flavorings, the spices that you just added are secondary. So you, you would ignore them. It says, what happens? If the porridge, the dish is chulin, and the garlic and the oil... Sorry, yeah, there's no honey here. Um, I, I don't know why I mentioned honey. And the garlic and the oil shall truma, or truma. And a tful yom touches some of it. I just touches the this uh, thick porridge in one place. He only invalidates the place where he touched. So that would be truma to maya. You'd have to take it. It says, and they analyzed it. Why should the place where he touched be possible invalid? You had porridge of chulin, a little bit of oil and garlic added to it. It should all be considered chulin. You should go after the ikar, the primary part. It What's the reason? It says, If a zer and non-kohen would eat a kazayis of that porridge, he would get lashes. So to hear, Batruma, I, what are we, sorry, let's go back a step. So Rabbi Balchana says, we, we asked the question, why if he touches some of it, is it possible you should go after the majority? The main part of this dish is the porridge, which is chulin. It's got a bit of truma, spices and stuff added in, but we shouldn't invalidate the part where he touches. So, um, by the fact that, yeah, that he tells us, Rabbi Bachana says that a zor, a, a non-coin, would get lashed for eating. Clearly, we're discussing an isudoraisa, because you only get lashed for isudoraisa. And now, this mix, so this mixture of chulin and truma is viewed as truma regarding eating it. Once we say it's truma regarding eating it, either if a non-coin would eat it, he'd get lashed. We say it's truma regarding tuma as well, that if, it be, if someone tome touches it, it becomes tome like truma. But it's not as strict as real truma, as actual truma, and therefore not the whole dish doesn't become tome, just the place where he touches. Now, hechidami, what, what are we talking about? How do, how, why is he getting lashed for eating a kezayis? It says, is not because we say the heter and the isu join together. The regular porridge with the truma, oil and garlic join together to equal a kezayis. And it says, if this, non, this non-kohen ate truma. Therefore, we, again, we start off, Rabbi Yochanan says, the only time in the Torah we apply this principle of hetem itztaref isur is my and Nazir, because of Mishras. We've got a Mishnah now, which tells us that if a non-Kohen, well, Rabbi Barakana said it explicitly, that if a non-Kohen eats this mixture of chulin, uh, chulin with a little bit of truma, oil, etc. mixed in, he gets lashed. 
must be, but he doesn't eat a kazais of oil or garlic. He doesn't eat a kazais of the of the truma. Must be because we apply the principle of hetemistarifle isur. He says no, no, not necessarily. He says my kazais. What do we mean that there's a kazais to eat a kazais pras? It's where there is a kazais in an achilas pras. What does that mean? The Torah how. How much do you have to eat of Isur in, together to be considered an Achila? Uh, let me rephrase that. If I eat half a kazais in the morning and half a kazais of night, you can't come along and tell me that I ate a kazais of Isur. It has to be within a certain time frame to be considered one eating. The time frame that's given is a kazais Achilas pras. Is if you eat a kazais in the normal time that it would take to eat half a loaf. I four eggs in in if you would eat a kazais of Isur in the time it would take to eat four eggs, four egg size of bread, or four eggs of whatever you're eating, then you would be liable as one achila, one eating. Longer than that, it's not considered eating. Very interestingly, the poskim debate that the, the how long is that? In reality, the poskim debate, some say two minutes, some, and there's basically every time up until nine minutes. So it's quite a broad discrepancy, and that's why they tell you, I don't know if you ever read by Matzah, like, which is a mitzvah doraisa, other mitzvah doraisa, they say try eat it as quick as possible. I've never seen people be too too strict to gulp it down, but there are those. Um, they try eat it within as short time frame as possible to fulfill the opinions that to be an achila, it has to be done within two minutes. But for and for more lenient, when you need to be more lenient, let's say a sick person on Yom Kippur, you tell him try to do as short as possible. But if he needs, uh, try to do as long as possible. But obviously, the more he needs, the shorter. So again, for something to be considered an achila, it has to be done within the spechta achilas pras. Let's just say six minutes, because that's halfway between uh, the three minutes and the nine minutes. Um, so you, you have to eat it within. Three minutes. If you eat the isur within that time frame, then you've eaten a kazais of isur. So let's say there's enough oil and garlic of truma in this porridge that by the time you eat through, in that six minutes, you eat end up eating a kazais of truma. Then that's what he's saying. That's the case. That's why the person who eats this porridge gets lashed. Again, because in his normal eating of the porridge, he will end up eating a kazais of truma. says, is this where you eat a kazais? I know if you eat a kazais, stand alone. You take a kazais of isur and you eat it bit by bit so that within six minutes you've eaten the full kazais. That I know you have. But does that apply even where it's a mixture? So Omar lay in. says, yes. He says, oh, if that's the case, why do the Rabbonin argue on Rebbe Eliezer regarding Kutach Abavli? Remember, Kutach Abavli is that mixture of um, Kutach Abavli is that mixture of bread, milk and salt that they would use as a dip. So, if Rabbi Eliezer says if you eat Kutach Abavli on Pesach, you get lashes. The Rabbonans say it's as if you've done nothing. But the question is, if you eat, a, if you eat Kutach Abavli, you'll end up eating a kazais of bread 
Bichtachilas pras. So it should be as if you ate actual chometz. Um, I'm about halfway down. Mem dalad amud aleph. Says elamai. So no. So why did Rabbi Barbarchana say you get lashes? Mishum So you want to tell me again? You don't want to say it's because of. Um, it turns out to be a kazayas bichtachilas pras because then the rabbanon should agree to rebelezer that you get that you get lashes for eating kutach abavli on pesach. So you don't want to say that. You must be saying it's because of hetemitz tarif leisur. So if so, if I might polig rabbanon aleod rebelezer, but kutach abavli. Well, then again, you should say hetemitz tarif leisur. The milk and the salt join together to the bread to equal a kazayas, and therefore you should be liable when you have kutach abavli either way. So why do the rabbanon argue on kutach abavli? Says Ella. Hanach lekutach habavli. No, leave out kutach habavli. The lace bay kazayis birtachilas pras because you don't actually end up having a kazayis birtachilas pras. Why? If you're eating this kutach habavli by itself, the kosorich for ochelay that you're slurping it down. That's not considered an achila. That's not what normal people do. Imagine it's the same as taking. I mean, it's a condiment, so it's the same as taking a. A spoon of mayonnaise and eating mayonnaise by the by the spoon or salad dressing. You take salad dressing or the barbecue sauce and you eat it by the spoon. That's not normal eating. You're right. You'll end up eating a kazais bichtachilas pras, but it's not normal eating. So you can't tell me that he will be liable to Malkus for doing that. That's you have to do a achila. You have to do what's considered eating. So it can't be where you're eating it. it says ve'i mishtar koshotu va'achil. And if you're eating it as a dip, are you dipping your bread or you're dipping your meat into it? The normal, or you can't be meat, it's kutach it's got milk. You're dipping your bread into it or your fish into it. And then that would be the normal way to eat, to use it. You won't end up having a kazais. So according to the Rabbonin, again, we, we asked this, we said, why, according to Rabbonin, why are you exempt on eating if you eat kutach habavli on Pesach, why have you not done anything? Why do you not get lashes? So they say, because it's got nothing to do with hetem itztarif isur or kazayis birta achilas pras. The reason is because there's no way you would actually fulfill the eat, um, eating the amount, the quantity that you'd be liable. If you eat it plain, the amount that would be, well, that's not considered an achila. No one eats a mayonnaise, but, uh, not mayonnaise or salad dressing or something like that by the teaspoon. So therefore you wouldn't be liable. Um, and, the, and similarly, if you eat it in the normal way, that would be considered an achille. You're not having that much. You're using it as a dip. So therefore you would not be liable for eating it. That's why they're up on and hold like that. Okay, now we carry on challenging this. So again, um, Rav Dimi, the, the point we're challenging at the moment is Rav Dimi said that if you eat a kazais birta achilas pras, it says if you ate the isur de orisa. So again, like the first case we discussed was you had truma mixed in with chulin, and you eat, let's say, within the five minutes of normally eating that porridge, you would end up eating a kazais of the truma. The person who did that would be liable to lashes for eating a kazais. That's a kazais. He eats a kazais of truma birta achilas pras. A buyer is challenging that. If you have two pots next to each other, one pot has chulin in and one pot has truma in. 
And in front of them are two mortars. One mortar contains truma spices and one mortar contains chulin spices. And the one falls into the one. You're just not sure. Did the truma fall into the truma pot? And therefore the chulin is mutar to regular people? Or did the truma fall into the chulin pot and then that pot as well can only be eaten by kohanim? You're not sure what happened. So what does he say? Mutar, elum. Mutarin she'ani, you say they mutar she'ani oimer. I will say truma letoicha truma noflu v'chulin letoicha chulin noflu. That the truma fell into the truma and the chulin fell into the chulin. I again, what happened here? It's a mixture, but I'm not sure what happened exactly. Did the truma spas fall into the truma dish or did the truma spas fall into the chulin dish? And you're allowed to say that the truma fell into the truma dish. That's what I'm going to assume what happened. Now, if you're telling me that to eat a kazais bichdeachilas pras is a isur dor, is as if you've eaten a doraisa, then how can I go lenient? If you learn that it's only drabonin, this mixture, then the truma might have fallen in the chulid, but it would only be a problem drabonin, so I can go lenient and say that the truma fell in the truma. But if you're telling me to eat a kazais bichdeachilas pras is as if you ate the kazais. It's considered an eating to our rice. If there's non coin, then how can he go lenient? It says, yeah, if he says, if you say that he ate the kazais within. Um, how can you go lenient and say, well, let's go lenient because it's. You can't go lenient if it's Dorai. Sorry, let me just rephrase that. If it was also Dorai, so for a non-coin to eat a kazais of truma in a mixture, bichte achilas pras, in the time frame to eat a pras, in five minutes, how could you go lenient and say that, I'm going to just assume that the truma fell into the truma. You'd have to go strict and assume that the truma fell into the chulin. It says, He says, no, you can't bring a proof from there. This that you have to separate truma and spices is only drabonin anyway, so it is only a isu drabonin. So he challenged him again. Very similar challenge, but this time we're discussing grain. Grain you have to separate truma doraisa. So he says, You have two baskets of grain, one of chulin and one of truma. And before them are two little sayers, a much smaller amount, one of chulin and one of truma. The noflu elu letoich elu, and the one, the one falls into the other one. Mutarin, they mutar. Sorry, so the, so the, so you have two baskets of. Grain, one of truma, one of chulin, and in front of them two small measures of, let's assume, grain also, one of truma, one of chulin, and the one falls into the one and the other falls into the other, and you're not sure, did the truma fall into the truma or did the truma fall into the chulin? If you know that the truma fell into the chulin, well then only a coin can eat that chulin which has truma mixed in. But we don't know what happened, so what do we say here? Shani Omer, chulin letoi chulin oflu, truma letoi truma oflu. You're allowed to just assume that the chulin fell into the chulin and the truma fell into the truma. Now, if you're mad, because again, this is his challenge. Challenge if you're going to tell me that eating a kazayis within the time that it takes to eat a pras is osur or raisa. It's as if you ate a kazayis of isur. 
Why would you say, Sheani Omer? How can you rely on this lenient opinion? He says, no. He says, again, you can't ask from Truma nowadays because it's only Isudrabonin. So, really, it is only Osudrabonin. Okay, so in short, we had um, Abaye trying to challenge Ravdimi. They wanted to bring, we started off again with this discussion, Rabbi Yochanan came along and said, we never say Heter Mitztarif Isu. Remember, that's the concept of saying half a Kazayis of Heter and half a Kazayis of Isu. If you eat it at once, you've done an eating, because it's a full Kazayis, and you've done the Isu. Rabbi Yochanan says it only applies by Mishras, by Nazir and grape products, but it does not apply anywhere else in the Torah. Oh, we challenged that. We said, oh, what about this case of porridge, which was Chulin and Truma? And if we know that if someone would eat it, they would, a non-Kohen would eat this porridge which had truma spices in, he would be liable. That must be because, um, that must be because the chulin, the truma and the chulin joined together to equal a kazais. So it says if the non-Kohen ate a full kazais of Isur. And he said, no, there it's based on the principle kazais bichdeachilas pras. Okay, very important principle. To try, um, well, it's two two aspects to this. First aspect is to transgress eating that has to be done within the time frame of Kazai's Achilles Pras. So if you would nibble on a, if a Nazir would nibble on a grape in the morning and finish the uh, uh, grapes the e- in the evening, so he had half a Kazai's in the morning and half a Kazai's in the evening, obviously he, you, can't, you won't say he ate the Kazai's of grapes. It's two distinct eatings. But if in one sitting, that time frame of Bichdechilas Pras, five minutes, he ate a kazai's worth of grapes, then he would be liable for eating. So again, it doesn't have to be done all at once, but it has to be done within that frame frame. Bichdechilas Pras is the time frame that considers it one eating. Now, and the second step, and this is what was challenged, but we stand with it, and this is important to keep in mind, is not that you have to have a kazai's of the standalone isur. Even if the isur is mixed in with other food, as long as while eating the other food, within the time frame of Kazais Bichdechilas Pras, you end up eating a Kazais of isur, the person would be liable. So let's say you have some. I'm just trying to think of an easy example. Let's say in your in your soup you had some chomets. And while having teaspoon over the bowl of soup, which you're going to finish in five minutes, that's how much soup there is. There's the amount of soup that would be eaten in five minutes, kazais bichtachilas pras. Within that soup, if there is a kazais of, of chomets in that soup, then even though you didn't eat just a kazais of chomets, you ate Kazais of chomets mixed with the soup, since within that time frame you end up eating a kazais of chomets, it says if you ate a kazais of chomets and you'd be chayv. And that's how we end off this point. Now, again, carrying on the discussion, but a new point. It says, Baha'i Mishras, Lahachi Huda you telling me that Mishras comes to teach me Hetemistarif Lisur. Baha'om, we boil a we need it for the following brisa. Mishras, why does the Torah tell us that a nose is liable? Mishras litain tam ke'ikar, to teach us that you go after the taste. 
I'll come back to that point, time kicker. But it says, If you soak grapes in water, and there's a taste of wine, it says, if you had wine. And from here we learn to the whole rest of the Torah. We learn from here to the rest of the Torah. Torah, that time ki'ikar, you always go after taste. Just as a nazir, that grapes aren't forbidden to him forever. And he also, it's not an isra no, he's allowed to get benefit from grapes. He's just not allowed to eat them or grape products. And there's a way out of the isra, he can just get his neder to be a nazir annulled. So it has those three leniencies. It's not permanent, it's until his nazirus ends. It's not an isra no. And it's. Um, and it can be undone with Hattoris Nadorim. Get his get his neder and out. Um, also, by time keika, we say that the taste is like the essence. As soon as something tastes of grapes, it says if it is grapes, kilayim she isura isur oilam kilayim I shatnas wool and linen garment or um, or grain and grapes grown together. Or uh, plowing different with different animals, different types of kilaim. Well, you can analyze which ones we're talking about, but most likely all of them kilaim she isroilam. It's forbidden forever. You're not ever allowed to have something that, let's just speak about grapes, uh, produce. You're not ever allowed to have something wheat that grew in a vineyard. Visure israno, and you're also not allowed to get benefit from it. You're not even allowed to sell it. And there's no way out of this isur. It stands. Says, we would definitely say He says, and so to Orla, Orla has two of these aspects. Discussion exactly which two aspects it has, but let's just say it's Isur Hano and it's, uh, it passes. It's not eternal because it ends after three years. So that's, um, yeah, or uh, you could say, or it can't be undone. It can't be undone because ein heter leisura because once orla always orla. So, so therefore we apply this issue of tam keikar to kola tarukula. So again, what's this concept of tam keikar? So Harashi learns is that if you have something that tastes of the isur, it's, it changes that thing to be osur. That's what we mean. Tam, the taste is like the essence. So even though you don't have any actual substance, you don't have any actual grape in this water, since the taste of the grape went into the water, it's as if the water is grape juice. And therefore a nozzle would not be allowed to eat it. And it would be the same thing with other isurim in the Torah. Um, as soon as you can taste the isur, it changes the heter into the isur, and it would be, um, and it would be as if you're eating the isur. And that's what he's saying. So again, so what when it teaches that if a nazir soaks his bread in wine, mishras, he soaks some bread in wine, and the bread absorbs the flavor of the wine. If he just eats a kazais of bread, he is liable for eating a kazais of grape product. Oh, there's no grape product there. It's just the flavor of the grape. Yeah, we say tam ke'ikar, and we learn that from Mishras. So again, we asked the question, Rabbi Yosran came along and said, it says, Mishras, that teaches us, hetemit starif le'isur. It's oh, but you can't learn from Mishras, hetemit starif le'isur. We learn from 
Mishras that Tamkeikar, the second important concept that we learned. So the Gemara says, no, Homani, who's the author that Mishras teaches us Tamkeikar Rabbon and he, the Rebbe Yochanan, who said that it's coming to teach Hetem Itznarev Lesur to Omar Kerebi Akiva. He goes in line with Rebbe Akiva. Hi, Rebbe Akiva. Where do we see that Rebbe Akiva holds that Mishras is coming to teach us Hetem Itznarev Lesur? So, Ilayma, Rabbi Akiva de Manisin. Maybe you'll say it's Rabbi Akiva the following Mishnah. The Tanan, as we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Akiva, Oimer, Rabbi Akiva says, Nozish Esharu, Pitobayayin, Vyeshbol, et Sarev, Kadeh, Kazayas, Chayev. If a Nozir soaks his bread in wine and there's enough to combine to be a Kazayas, Chayev, he's liable. Oh, sounds very much like Hetem Yitzhari for the Isur. If you can combine the bread and the wine to equal a Kazayas, then he's Chayev. Says, Umimai, not necessarily. Umimai demi pas Who says that the Kazayas is from pas v'yayin? Dilma mi yayin Maybe it is just the wine. I, maybe there's a Kazayas of wine. So Rashi points out, wait. Rabbi Akiva came along in this Mishnah and said that if he soaks his bread in wine and there's enough to join to a kazayas. And you're explaining to me that means that there's enough to join, that there's enough wine that it's a kazayas of wine. I soaked into that bread that this Nazir is eating is a kazayas of wine. Why does it use the word mitzareb, join together? So Rashi says it still makes sense because what are you saying? The wine is spread out throughout the piece of bread. And what he means by mitztaref is all the wine absorbed in all the bread joins together to equal a kazayas if he eats that much. Um, so that's what. So there's no proof that, that from that mishnah that Rabbi Akiva holds hetem mitztaref leizur v'chitaim miyayin lechudei myla memra. Oh, but if all that mishnah is coming to teach us that if the nazir ends up having a kazayas of wine, he's chayav. What's he teaching us? That's so obvious. There's no Hokamash Milan. He's coming to teach us the following. The Afal Gav, the Tarovis, even though it's a mixture, even though it's bread and wine mixed together, you still say if he ends up having a glass of wine, he's liable. So Ella Rabbi Akiva, the Bryce. It's actually Rabbi Akiva from the following Bryce. The Tanya we learned in a Bryce. Rabbi Akiva Oimer. Rabbi Akiva says, Nozir Shishoro Pito Biyayin Vaochel Kazais Mi Pas Umiyayin Chayev. A Nozir who soaks his bread in wine. And he eats a kazais of bread and wine, he's chayev. Oh, so here it's very explicit. It says if he eats a kazais of bread and wine together, he's chayev. So we see very clearly that Rabbi Akiva holds um, a nazir is liable for a kazais of bread and wine together. And this is the this is where Rabbi Yochanan gets that Rabbi Akiva holds hetemitzdarif leisur. Now, just um, okay. So, where are we holding at the moment? We just brought that. Um, the Urat, there is the Rabbonin who learned that Mishras, this that it discusses bread soaked with wine, is Osir to Nozir. They learned from there to the whole Torah that Tam Ke Ikar, that if something tastes of the Isur, that if Heter tastes of the Isur, it changes the Heter to be Osir. As I point out, that's how Rashi learns. Um, we also learned that Rabbi Kiva says, no, Heter Mitztarif Le Isur is coming, is like. Well, like Rabbi Akiva learns, which is how Rabbi Yochanan learned, um, this Mishras is coming to teach us the concept of Hetem and Starif If you have part Isra and part Heter and you eat them together, it's as if you ate a Kazais of Isra and the person could get lashes. Now, just before we go further, keep in mind, so we've discussed two kinds of aspects of, mish, of mixtures. We've discussed mixtures where there is what's called um, 
mamoshus, an actual substance. And we've also discussed where there's just time, just the taste. So keep that in the back of your mind going through the rest of the duff, that there's these two things. There's where you get it. You have a mixture where you have the actual substance mixed in with the isur. And you also, and then there's another type of mixture, which we would, I guess this is tam ke'ikar, where you just have the taste absorbed, the taste imbued in the heter, and it's as if the whole thing is osur. So what, what's often referred to when in these discussions is tamo umamosho. There's taste and there's actual substance. Like for example, the case we had before is you had uh, actual garlic of truma mixed into a chulin dish. So that's, you've got mamoshes, you've got actual substance. Whereas um, some of the other cases, if you would soak the the bread in wine and then take out the bread and let the wine drip out and it still tastes of wine that would be more along the lines of time taste so where does Rabbi Akiva know that time that if something tastes of Isur it is changed as if it is the Isur itself now the Gemara takes for granted that Rabbi Akiva holds this because Isur is a it seems to be a bigger novelty that there is not the full amount of Isra. You're eating a part of a kazais of Isra and still you held higher. So here where the actual whole thing tastes of the Isra, it's as if you're eating the full amount of Isra. Rabbi Kibu would definitely hold that. So the first suggestion the Gemara says is Yaso mi Baso Becholov. He learns it out from Baso Becholov. Love time of Almahu. Is it not just the taste of the milk in the meat? Or if you had meat in the milk pot, it's the taste of the meat in the milk, but no actual substance. It says for Osur and still it's Osur, it's the Isur Basabakhala, meat and milk together. Hachanami, Loishna, so too with all the other Isurim it would not be Osur. Of Rabbonan. Why do the rabbis not learn from Basabakhala? They have to go to Mishras, which now they don't have they can't learn Hetemi Starifli Isur. So why do they? Says, so why don't they why do they not learn it from Basabakhalov? Tamkika says me Basabakhalov Lakeumrin and they can't learn it from Basabakhalov the Khirushu because it's novel. Or my Khirush, why what is its novelty? What is unique about it that we can't learn it to the rest of the Torah? Says maybe you'll suggest because if you have you can have meat alone, you can have your steaks, you can have your bride, you can have your bourbon, and you're also allowed to have cheese and you're allowed to have milk. It's just together there also meat and milk cooked together. Kilaim nami so too with kilayim. It's not unique to Basu Bakhala, but it applies with kilayim. You have wool, a wool shirt and a linen shirt. Those are both mutar to wear. It's only when you have wool and linen together. Or you have wheat you're allowed to eat, grapes you're allowed to eat. It's when they're growing together that it's a problem. So it's not unique to Basu Bakhala that you can't learn it to the rest of the Torah. So it must be from a different source. Ella, the e it's because if you would soak meat in milk the whole day, it would be permitted. The moment you cook it, you cook them together, that's when it becomes osur. It's the only isur is when it's cooked together. Even if you have them mixed together, blended together, soaked together, it doesn't become osur
But now once we've shown that it's a chidush and we can't learn from it to the rest of the Torah, Rabbi Akiva must agree with that. So You're right. Must be Rabbi Akiva learns it out from Gi'ulei Nochrim. Rabbi Akiva learns from Gi'ulei Nochrim. What's Gi'ulei Nochrim? This is the concept of if you buy a kli, or you get a kli from a non-Jew that was used for non-kosher, you have to... Um, kosher it, get out the isur, or if you cook non-kosher in a pot, you have to get out the isur. It says, It's just the flavor that's absorbed in the walls of the pot. And it's still osur. Makes the whole pot osur, and if you'd cook food and the flavor would go into your food, your food would change to be osur. It says, So too, in the rest of the Torah, you learn from Gilei Nochrim, that it's awesome. Oh, the Rabbonin isn't Gilei Nochrim also a Chidush? They, they hold it's also, a, it's a Chidush, and therefore you can't learn from it. If something gives a bad flavor, it's mutar, it's not awesome anymore. We learn from the Vela. Only while the Vela is edible and you'd want to eat it, is it also, as soon as it t- is off and bad tasting, then it's not awesome anymore. So, so too. And the what's absorbed in the pot wall has a bad flavor, and the and the Torah tells us that by Gulei Nochrim that it's also, but that's novel because in the rest of the Torah, if it gives a bad flavor, it would not be also. Or there be a kiva. How does Rabbi Kiva learn? No, because the Rav Chia Berei the Rav Huna the Omer Lo Asra Torah Ela Bikadeira Bas Yuma Hilkach Lab Noisein Tam Lif Gamhu. Rabbi Kiva holds like Rabbi Chia Berei the Omer who says that no, the Torah only says it's forbidden when it's was used within twenty four hours. For twenty four hours, it's a Bas Yuma. That's where, and there the flavor is not a bad flavor. Verabonin and the rabbis. No, Kadera Basuma, Namiloi Esher, Deloit Pigma Purta. says, No, even a Basuma, as soon as the flavor is absorbed in the wall of the pot, it starts to turn bad. So it's bad flavor, therefore it should be mutar, therefore it's a chirush and you can't learn from it. Rabbi Akiva says, No. As long as it's within 24 hours, it's considered a good flavor, and there, and still the Torah says it's asul, that it's just flavor, so we learn from there to the rest of the Torah. That is, if it's just flavor, it is still asul. Um, interest to highlight Rabbi Akiva's shitta is that if you have a pot that you cook meat in and you left it 24 hours, the meat flavor is bad. So it's you can now use it for milk. And obviously so too with non-kosher. You can get a non-kosher pot and cook not have that had non-kosher cooked in it. If you wait 24 hours, it's a bad flavor. And if you cook food in it now, it is kosher. It's fine because it's a bad flavor. Within 24 hours, it's a good flavor. It's improving the flavor of your food. Therefore, it's problematic. It's tamke ikan which is osidorais, that says, if your food is that actual isu. Um, but without 24 hours, look, we go strict, it's a gzaira, um, benyum, abasyuma, a gzaira, enabasyuma, atubasyuma, that if it's, maybe you might forget, oh, this pot I used for meat, let me quickly cook my milk uh, pasta in it, and then uh, you'll realize, oh, wait, I used it last night, not uh, last week, and it turns out that you did mix meat and milk, and therefore it's a problem. Um, so that's that's uh, that's Tom Keiker, just to bring out, um, and that's, yeah, so that's uh, Ben Yuma, the concept of a basium in the Gomorrah, that's that concept, but just to bring out this Tom Keiker factor, so when you have uh, firstly, I think it's only when the source is awesome. It can't be just flavorants. Like now they have all artificial, chemical-based or plant-based flavorants 
um, that would have made it awesome. So something like smoked beef chips, if it was real flavor from smoked beef, well then, or yeah, if it was beef flavored chip, then the real and its actual flavor is from beef. Well, then when you eat that, it's as if you went into a non-kosher butchery and bought a non-kosher steak. Tamkeika. It changes the flavor of the meat in your chips, changes your chips to be that awesome meat. That's what we're saying. That's how far we're saying. Um, again, if it's just uh, flavorance, then it obviously, I don't think it's a problem because it has to be start off as osur before the flavor can make something osur. Okay, and we'll leave it there for today.